This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. Welcome to the Special Chronicles show. My name is Daniel Smikowski. I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympic Southern Survival International Global Messenger and a service ambassador at United Airlines. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 750 episodes absolutely for free. And follow Special Chronicles on social media, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. This week on the Special Chronicles podcast, Unified at Work series, season four, part five, we are live at Ohio International Airport, and our returning guest is Oscar Muniz, former chairman and CEO of United Airlines, here for... Uh, uh, an in-depth conversation about his newly released book, Turnaround Time, United and Airline, and its employees in uh, the friendly skies. Uh, so the fasten seatbelt sign is uh, now off, and you are free to roam about the friendly skies in this next hour of this podcast. So please put your virtual hands together as we go behind the scenes with the CEO who led United Airlines' remarkable turnaround as we welcome back, Oscar, to the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com. Welcome back, Oscar. Danny, thank you so much. It's so good to see you. Uh, just walking around airport, seeing you in your native land, so to speak, as you work here and all the other folks that you know we brought in so many years ago. And it's been always such a special memory uh, of the time when we started, when we first did this way back. Yeah. seems like so long ago. And uh, it is uh, always uh, an honor to be part of your show. So thank awesome. you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, for coming back. And, and, um, and when I heard about the um, book that, that you wrote, I, I, I thought I'll, I'll listeners would love to hear that behind the scenes look and, 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 and know about, um, about what you're up to now. And so I'm sure, I think the la I was trying to do some research on when the last time that you were on, and I think it was back in October 2021, so a couple of years ago, um, episode 448, so we'll put a link um, if people want to go back and, and, and listen, but for any of our new listeners, uh, why don't you we, we introduce yourself and tell us about your connection to our United family and, as well as our disability community. Uh, so two things. Those are two uh, two different uh, audiences. I think for you know the so many new United employees that I've had a chance to sort of slowly meet around the system as I travel. I always finish the conversation after I get a little a little bit to know about them. I always say welcome to the family, uh, because uh, that term is I know oft used, but it's one that I was very. Part, very happy to be part of this United family. And so, um, uh, name's Oscar. I used to do work here alongside Dan and so many other people. And I uh, was one of the best, uh, best years of my life. But, uh, it's a place that truly changed me forever because of the way that I was treated by so many people in this company. So it's been a wonderful uh, time. Awesome. And to, to, the, to the special oh, needs yeah. uh, gentlemen, uh, we, you know, when we were looking for an organization that carried our values, uh, wanted to do the things that we were doing about uniting people and connecting the world 
And when we started working with Special Olympics and Tim Shriver, mm -hmm. uh, it became more than a, gee, let's support them and do events. Uh, it quickly progressed to, you know what? I have a phrase that I use called proof, not promise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why don't we bring them in to work for us? Because, you know, you know work, hard work uh, is, is how we all get dignity and respect. And uh, it was one of the things that I was, I was trying. And again, it's not the easiest thing in the world for, for some people to do the job that we have and the hours and all that. But we found a way to make it work. And you're one of those examples yeah, many awesome. years later. So. Awesome. Yeah, I know I've, I've in, 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 in helping and assisting many of our passengers um, here at, at the airport, um, there's so many of them that have thanked me for, for, for the kindness and, and professionalism that, that you, you just talked about. And I think... Um, now, uh, this October will be four years that we've been here, and what you just described, I think, is um, how like what we're, what we're doing now shows the perfect example of the success that when Special Olympics and United comes together, the the powerful. Um, I know that there was um, one of our United. Family members from I think Houston had 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 um, she commented and said that we're the missing piece to United, and so I, um, I yeah I, I, was I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think one of the fundamental things that I've always said about working in this industry is that you have to fundamentally like people because mm -hmm. this is absolutely a people business, and I think what we found in your community is an amazing love an amazing affection and a genuine warmth towards other people. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's how you want to be treated and that's how everybody in the world yeah. wants to be treated. And uh, I, I still remember the phrase that Tim Shriver used when we first forged this union between our two big institutions. Uh, at the end of his speech, he said, you know, in a world that's increasingly divided, because we, Special Olympics, choose a world that's united yeah. with the play on words. And that play on words is something yeah. what I use for the book. Well, and I think, and now to kind of bring it into your, your book, I think they also kind of play on those words of, of, of turnaround time. But I think I'm wondering if a part of you, you and Tim talking about bringing us into the United Family of of how we helped to, we helped United to kind of tone around the, the, there, the, there's, the no question. Yeah. there's no question. I, I think, you know, with regards to the book, it's probably the longest love letter to United employees writ large that <laughs> anyone, anyone's ever written. Uh, but everyone was a part of this. And clearly you and your teammates that we brought here into Chicago are part of that. There is something about the work that we do and about watching others exemplify the things that we need. You know, we used to have this concept of the, uh, the core four, and one of those was caring. Mm -hmm. And I think if there was a niche where you uh, added so much to that was that that the concept of caring is is native to you. They don't, it's not a, I, I don't make a choice about yeah. whether I care for people because it's just something that, that, that you personally do so well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm constantly proud and amazed and I watch your podcast all the time. Thank you, thank you. Ha so, happy for your success. Thank you. So um, in in the the book, and I'm blinking on the, the page that you wrote it. I, I've got a bunch of notes here and on my iPad, but you had wrote that leadership is an act of extended storytelling. And as um, when, when I'm not looking at 
united with doing these podcasts and telling the stories through audio and 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 video storytelling is is uh, i love you know healing and people's stories whether it's on a podcast whether it's talking to all passengers um as they board the flight uh so i was wondering if you could comment on the uh on what you meant by how leadership is an act of extended storytelling. You know, it's, if you, if you think of history, if you think of movies we watch, there's always a, a story being told and we're fascinated by stories because we pay attention to them. And with a lot of the stories that people tell, there's part of us in them. And so it connects. Uh, it, you know, as leaders of organizations, it's sometimes easy to give speeches which are very prim and, prof- mm-hmm. and, and perfect and say all the right things in the right way. But as Maya Angelou, the poet, yeah. once said, it's not always what you say, but <laughs> how you make people feel when you say it or something to that effect. And I think uh, storytelling and extended storytelling, uh, especially our industry, we all have stories. I mean, in your four yeah. years here, you could sit down with someone and tell 20 stories off the top of your head yeah. about warm, wonderful moments, heroic moments, when the people in this airport made other people's lives so much easier and simpler by going out of their way to do that. And and so what storytelling does for me and everything that I've ever done in my leadership is engage people in that way because I don't, I'm not going to tell you to be caring. I'm going to give you an example of what caring means. And the story about Special Olympics and United is just one of those many stories. And so awesome. that's what I meant by that. Awesome. So be, before we, we take our first break and we dive in, into the book um or we fly into the book <laughs> um I, I thought we, we could have you um um absolutely si- sign sure. um a book i can hold this mic um oh yeah yeah you can grab the pen um and a united pen <laughs> so um i think the important part this will be the first of two books this is, we just got these books, the, the, the actual physical books had just been uh, released and sent to us. And so the book you'll get and the book that another person here at the airport will get today are the first ones that I have signed and that I have given to someone. Awesome. And awesome. that's Thank the you. level of, of um, connection I have to you and awesome. to what you've done. Awesome. So, Thank you. Again, all right, so let me see. I'm Thank you. And so as um, Oscar does that, we will... Um, figure out how the pen works. Oh, um, let's see. Let's see if we can. For all of you that know me, yeah. my right hand doesn't work really well. <laughs> so uh, I was going to sign that, and when we, oh, one of my phones is with <laughs> his buzzing. <laughs> I got my go. job done. His, uh, <laughs> we're working through that. <laughs> okay, so that's with that phone buzzing. We're 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 going to go ahead and take a. Everyone, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take a break. Just a quick one minute break. When we come back, we will get to, um, we will dive into Oscar's book right here on SpecialQuanticles.com. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly, candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. 
Listeners tell us all shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialquanticles.com slash give. That's specialquanticles.com slash give. And we're back on our guest is Oscar Muniz. Um, now we can add author on to, on to your um, title. Yes. And so why don't we um, begin and, and have you share with us uh, how you began to write this deeply personal memoir. Um, I see that um, also... Underneath your name um, is Brian D. Splinter, who is um, behind the camera here today. <laughs> um, but can, can you talk to us a little, little bit about how, about your your connection with Brian sure. and how you became to to, to write this? And uh, and and on top of it is is the, the foreword yes. is written by uh, Walter Isaacson, who is arguably the greatest uh, living American writer today, and is part of the United Board and uh, a friend as well. But I think the journey began. Uh, so Brian worked at United as well. He was a director of communications for the corporation. And he and I worked on so much of my tenure, so many of the issues that we faced, the ups and the downs. So he was alongside with me all the way. And we've kept that, uh, that relationship going. And over the course of COVID, as things kind of slowed down in the world, we began to reflect on the many stories, back to storytelling, yeah, yeah. and the wonderful uh, things that were able to happen. But more importantly, on um, on what I said in my last note to the United Public is that, you know, I came here to change United, but at the end, it actually changed me. And I mean that so much that uh, the books just became to come together. And we started with events that happened that everybody knew about, and we slowly began to expand. Uh, and so there's a little bit of my life, my personal life, and how I grew up, and how my values were created. And then, uh, and then it grows into the company and the people that I met here, the issues we faced and how we handled them, and then the success that we had inevitably. And then I also talk a little bit about the future of aviation because, uh, right, we're all here for the long yeah. term, and there's a lot of great, exciting things that uh, that, that are going on. Awesome. So in the the dedication of the book you dedicated to your United colleagues, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to? Dedicated to your, I mean, it might for for we for readers, it might be obvious by by the cover of the, the book and and um, even the subtitle. But can you talk to us a bit about why you decided to dedicate yeah. it to all of, you know, United I, I, Again, it's 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 almost verges on emotional how I feel about what we together were able to accomplish at United. Mm -hmm. And it was not myself, it was not my senior team, it was the combination of so many of your listeners that, that, that were part of this. And, and so the dedication as you think through, you know, my personal family, friends, and so many people that are part of my life that I could dedicate and acknowledge everywhere, uh, when I rooted through all of that, it's like, just like my closing comment, and at the end of the day, United changed me. And that's why I thank and acknowledge and, um, in essence, you know, the, the tribute of this book is to all of you. And the dedication in front is exactly for the people that created, which is everyone that works at United. Awesome. And um, you, in, in the book, you, you tell us about briefly what 
how united was before 2015. I, I know in um, in in getting um, to read through the um, Brian had, had sent me the manuscript to kind of read through to, to prepare for our time together today, and you had talked about. Um, your, your life before 2015 at, at your previous company. And uh, one of the, um, can, can you kind of tell us about how and why you decided to kind of turn things around so, so fast? You know, when I, when I first arrived, um, I knew, we knew, the world knew that things weren't running well. Our operations were good, our financials were good, our customers were upset. So you had all those, you know, indicators that things weren't well. But when I went to listen all over, the, all over our network, I really began to hear what was truly behind the concerns and the issues of the company, is that we had for so long disregarded our frontline employees, mm -hmm. the people that actually touch the customer every day, that you know, fix the aircraft, that you know, throw the bags downstairs, the thousands of things that people do. We had lost them, we had lost their trust, and, and, and so they're disenfranchised and disengaged. And, and so the, 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 the need for a quick turnaround, it wasn't a time-based thing. It was a, an emotional-based thing of connecting with everyone. And as you began to do that, the, that emotion grew and people felt better about working here, felt better about doing the things they needed to do because they felt part of it. And, and that's my assessment of that. But there's many of you out there, for all of you that were here, you know the situation. For many of you that are new, new listeners and new to the family, uh, you may read about this or you may hear about it, but uh, the the thing that was fundamentally most broken was the the human angle, the, the dedication and focus of the employees every day. Not to work harder, but loving the brand, mm -hmm. loving themselves being here and treating customers awesome. the way they need to be treated. Awesome, and you, 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 in the book you share a few kind of the trade secrets and examples you may share a few, um, maybe maybe just for the sake of time, maybe just um, one or two brief examples of the story of how the world's largest airline went from looking like it was a slouching toad, um, the bitter end of its 100-year story, and somehow found a way to turn itself around, reinvent itself, inspire itself, em emerge as a truly united airline. Can you maybe share one or two brief examples? Yeah, we all love sort of, you know, comeback story, so to speak. And uh, the, the, the future of United around that time when I joined was indeed about to celebrate, you know, this milestone birthday of its birth and all its great tradition and history. Um, but it was headed the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's slouching towards, you know, the depths. And, and the ability to bring it back up and, and, and get it to the place where it is and where it is today, where it continues, uh, is just a, a wonderful story that I was just so blessed and honored to be part of. Awesome, and, and be, be, before we take our next um, two minute break, then we'll dive into um, just, just a few chapters. Uh, you, you talk about in a few of the chapters about um, how you put employees first. And I know in, um, I think my first, few years here was, was your final few years here uh, or your, your final couple years here. Um, you, you really highlight the, the fact in this book of how you, you, you really put employees first. Can you 
tell us briefly how you put in, like, like how did your leadership, maybe it's tied with that love of storytelling in your leadership. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, I think it's, it's an understanding over the course of my career, my upbringing, and my general sort of, uh, in my, 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 my philosophical approach to human interactions is that they should be that interactions between humans, not between somebody that's a senior person and one that's a lower level person. You know, the concept of people first, people talk about it in business all the time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's rare that people are able to do it because it takes effort. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the thing that I would sort of label most that a lot of people know me for that have been here was this concept of listen, learn, and then only can you lead. And so the desire and need to change the company and turn it around, if you will, um, what you do first was most important. And I went to the people, to all the front lines to get an understanding of what that was about before I just launched into some analytical uh, exercise, which you know would have uh, borne some fruit, but it was fundamental that you know we have so many tens of thousands of employees. That, you know, I think their viewpoint is very, um, very important yeah. and often very much the thing we needed. And it proved out to be correct. Well, also, I mean, I, I know in, 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 Hewing the, hewing, reading the stories in the book. You'll hear them too. There'll yeah, be an audio version. Audio, <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. So heal, read. Um, <laughs> um, all listeners will um, uh, heal some of those um, really powerful, impactful stories that that you highlight in the book. We'll dive into some of those after our uh, next um, um, two-minute break um, so we can get some water and, and stretch. And so our guest is Oscar Muniz, uh, author of Turnaround Time. We'll, we'll be back right here on SpecialChronicles.com. And it's support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. ComEd is powering lives, and Wary is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As ComEd powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with special needs. We thank ComEd for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. Support for Special Chronicles comes from United Airlines Bridge Disability Business Resource Group. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with United Airlines and the Bridge BLG. Bridge BLG is committed to being an ally for all employees and customers with disabilities. Bridge helps to create internal awareness to keep accessibility needs in mind and partner with key organizations to empower disability inclusion for employment and travel. Bridge, connecting people of all abilities. Book your travel today on United.com or on the award-winning United app. Learn more on United's commitment to, dis to disability inclusion for employment and travel at specialchronicles.com slash united. That's specialchronicles.com slash united.
Our guest is Oscar Muniz, uh, author of Turnaround Time and formal United uh, Chairman and CEO. And as we dive into the book, um, we'll, um, we're not going to go through the, the whole book because it's over 200 pages, 19 chapters. <laughs> so the I, rest of you should. The rest of you should, yeah. So we're only going to give you a few highlights of a few, but um, at the end of the episode, we'll let our listeners know where they they, they, they can buy the book. But um, So hopefully this, this will whet your appetite to want to um, go and pick up the book. Um, I know I, I, I posted a picture on LinkedIn and um, there's, there's tons of comments uh, of people that are already pre-ordering um, the, the book. In the first chapter, you talk about above and below the wing. And um, for any listeners or readers who don't know about aviation, might not know some of these terms. Um, and I, even before I came to sure, United, sure. I didn't even know, but it, I, you slowly learn, by, by being here, you slowly learn these terms. And so maybe first kind of briefly tell, um, define for our listeners what above and below the wing mean. And then um, there's a quote in, he, in um, the first chapter that you put, that you wrote that, the sun never sets on the NOC. Uh, and I, I love that image, and it's similar to our Special Olympics movement, which means um, uh, Special Olympics International used to have a blog, and they had a tagline on um, the blog that said, the sun never sets on the Special Olympics movement. And I, I thought that that kind of, that image is similar to what you wrote about in this first chapter. So can you maybe define for all listeners what above and below the wing is and then kind of comment on how the sun that was set on the Absolutely. NOC? Yeah, I, I think the, to set the context yeah. for that, Daniel, is um, this, this, this book is dedicated to the United Employees, but it's geared for a lot of different folks, people that know the industry, people that fly a lot, people that don't know the industry. And, and again, I said it was a love letter to United. I, I don't think people actually recognize the absolute amount of choreography, planning, and execution that's required to get a plane in the air. I still celebrate when I see one. Oh, he's like, yes, we got one. And we get a lot of them up. And so in that context, um, the issue with regards to above the wing and below the wing, the book sort of gently meanders through all the different parts of an airport and of an airline op operations. Above the wing is deemed, in essence, the, the thing that most customers come in. They come in, they see gate agents, they do a ticket, they, they check their baggage, uh, they go through security, they get on the aircraft, they meet our flight attendants, our gate agents there, and of course our pilots. And so that's all, in essence, above the wing. What happens below the wing is intense because those bags go somewhere in the bottom <laughs> and they have to go from place to place. And the, 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 the absolute cavernous amount of infrastructure that's below airports to handle everyone's bags, to handle all the movement, the fueling, the catering that has to be done. And then you have something called tech ops, which are the maintenance folks that do the work. There's, you know, there's thousands of employees at major airports that support your seat and your flight as you're going. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's nice to walk people through that so that they understand that there's not one person or two people that just didn't do their job. So many people have to do. And the most, the most amazing things, a lot of the flight that you take have been actually, you know, that flight, that flight number, that, that destination was planned six months in advance. 
So we know today, six months from now, at this very time, what planes are going to be going to different places and everything in the planning that goes around it. So that's that was the thing. That the sun never setting on the NOC is just a play on words, very similar to your Special Olympic stories, although not as dramatic. Yeah. Um, we never stop. There's always planes in the air. And there's always, uh, from an operating perspective, we always have customers in the air. We always have aircraft in the air. And because they're large mechanical beasts, they're traveling literally all over the country, all over the world, um, that there's always got to be a watchful eye. So the NOC, which is the heart and brain of the entire operations, is always monitoring and watching all those moving pieces. Awesome. In in this next, in the second chapter, you talked about... um, the how to have received major insults and you had you had quantico'd um and <laughs> i know it's another play on world with special quantico's but you had <laughs> this guy i love it i love it you, shameless plugs <laughs> <laughs> you had quantico'd your story um uh, uh, of of what happened to to you just 30 I, b- I believe I'm trying to recall f- from the from the book 37 30 uh, 37 days 37 job, days yes. yeah can, can you tell us briefly about what um, but just kind of w- what uh, what the appetite for listeners of this story that you shared uh, this is the hard story um, yes yeah, so for again for people that don't know the story which um, is uh, 37 days after I joined, we've 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 chronicled uh, the state of the the state of the union at United and the work that we were doing. And I'm out on this listening tour. Uh, a mere 37 days into the job, I suffered what is uh, is was and is considered a one of the most uh, uh, major of heart attacks that could be which led to that phrase that came from one of our doctors when my family arrived because they were all over the country and they arrived here with the doctor's first words to them uh, as, as doctors tend to be a little clinical about their approach uh, is his words were his heart has received a major insult. Um, to translate for all of us that aren't doctors and speak like that, uh, my heart blew up. Uh, it was mm-hmm. one of the worst things uh, to this day. When I go visit uh, the, the people that were there, the, the uh, nurses that were there, still speak about they've never seen somebody come, seen somebody come in with their, their condition in such a, a, a terminal state and actually make it through. So I am blessed beyond belief to have made it through that. And, and, and so 37 days, I went through this heart attack and then spent a couple of months trying to figure out what my life was gonna be and whether I was gonna be able to return. In that interim period, again, this is how the concept of family, and when I say United changed me, the amount of letters and banners and food and flowers that I received from all over the world from the United family, wishing me well, wishing me back, and all those wonderful things was something that I'll never be able to repay because my children would take those bags and they would read them out loud to me while I was at the airport. And that was just a, one of the most meaningful things in my life. And so when the decision came whether I would come back to work, it was pretty straightforward and clear, unanimous in my family. It's like, yeah, you're going back. Those people love you, you love them, and we're gonna do good things together. And that's exactly what we did. Awesome, there, there, was, there was a few other quotes that related to that story that um, we'll comment on, that I would like to comment on uh, in, uh, in just a few moments, but f- but first, in chapter three, you had um, you had um, a quote in, in there. You had titled, "This was our North Star," and I I recall uh, you, you saying that similar to when, when we were similar. To, well, this is, we're not really on a stage now. 
<laughs> well, in a closed down club. But back, I think somewhere. Well, you don't have to tell them that. This well, is like the well, best stage ever. This is right? the best stage ever, yeah. <laughs> this is the best stage ever. This Hollywood world class. <laughs> yeah, w- w- with all the lights, cameras, photographers. Yeah, yeah, photographers. <laughs> so. Uh, audience? S- similar, yeah, similar to this audience that we have here. Um, it, we were in the hangar, which is um, behind where we're, where we're sitting today. Uh, we, um, I, I had hosted the Q&A at, at your farewell event um, uh, here in Chicago. And can you comment on th- this phrase, uh, this was our North Star, as you talked about in, in this chapter? Sure. Again, the, the birth of that terminology was, was me in my hospital room after my heart transplant surgery, um, knowing I was gonna come back, but nobody else really knew. There was a very large uh, leadership meeting that was being held here in Chicago, and all the, the level, certain level leaders were here uh, from all over the world. And so it was a surprise visit. I kind of snuck in the back and propped up on stage. And, and the, the, the gist of that conversation that day was my assessment of my first 37 days. We have an amazing group of people. We have incredible, smart leaders. And our only issue is where we were like wandering nomads in the desert. Everybody was doing what they thought was the right thing, but going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I thought what the need was for someone as your leader is to determine what that North Star is and then all move through that. And, and so that concept of North Star is how that began. Um, and in a really funny, uh, I think, <laughs> touching way, uh, the North Star, if you know your constellation um, you know, words and, 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 and acronyms, um, the North Star is actually Polaris. And where Polaris lounges and the Polaris concept that United uses and everything, that's the play on words between there. So all of these have, things have connect, uh, connectivity and connection. And at the farewell dinner, the uh, farewell event that you have, it was important that I leave it. I leave everyone with just as I left it. We were wandering nomads, searching in a direction, and found it. We now have that North Star. Let's keep let's keep pressing towards awesome. that. Awesome. Well, and on, and on page forty-five in your book, you had talked about your family and the powerful spirit of inclusion. Can you comment on, um, and this episode is, as the kids say, is dropping on May 1st, so the day before your book is released, and somewhat around the beginning of May, there's going to be a new video that um, is going to be released about how um, United is trying to be the leading, most inclusive, accessible airline. Um, I've I, I've seen it. I, I, I can't share it yet because it's in. Uh, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's. He's, he's, top, he's bragging again. But it's <laughs> it's it, Mr. It, Insider. This it's guy. a pow, It's a powerful video. When, and, and, I hope it is. and um and it will be shared externally, um, internally. Can you kind of comment on you know, what you wrote about on page forty-five of? when you talked about your family and relate that to kind of the powerful spirit of inclusion. Yeah, I, I have several things. So uh, I use the term la familia, which is the Spanish word for family. And as all of us that speak different languages or understand different languages, the, the words that translate literally, sometimes the meaning is deeper. And I think in, in English, family means a lot of things as well. But there's a special uh, thing in Spanish where la familia has such an encompassing, inclusive 
non-border-like cast. It's like, you know, you and I would be cousins, yeah. right? And everyone's a cousin. Everyone's a tío or a tía, aunt or uncle. And, and I think what we do in this company and this airline is above the, above the wing, below the wing, across. When we were in our, in our heyday, we all treated each other like United employees, fellow family members, and, and regardless of race, color, sex, or creed, we're, we're a company because of our, we travel, you know, we, we fly all over the world. We are as inclusive and as diverse as any, any organization out there. And so it's natural to us, but having the human connectivity and support, because you would all, all of us would do, most of us, I mean, I don't know, everybody's family, but you would do anything for a family member, mm -hmm. right? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of discretionary effort you would provide for those. So I try to talk about inclusion in that way that it's beyond, hey, someone's of a different race, sex, color, creed, or background, as opposed to, um, you know, we should just accept humans. And, and, and part of the Special Olympics aspects, part of me being here with you, is just that very proof point that it is so important to be in this divided world, choosing to be more united. Awesome. And in, in Chapter 7, um, we, when I read the story that you shared about... Um, just when you, um, the weekend that you left your previous job and just before you, you, you started, you were, um, because it, it, it was a somewhat of a similar story to how I came. Cause oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, when I was, <laughs> we didn't know, I was like, it, it was kind of a, a similar story. And so just before you came and for our listeners, we definitely want to, um, um, highlight it uh, in chapter seven that 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 you read this this, this story just before you can you you were at, at your daughter's wedding and similar to you just before I came to United I, the the day that I left my previous job and then the next week I came here to United I um so my girlfriend Georgia who you yeah. know her twin sister had um got married so whole wedding was that that weekend so it was kind of a similar kind of uh yeah, <laughs> story so i was yeah. able to relate to, to that synchronicity for sure so i don't if you kind of want to kind of comment on, on uh, no on I, I think you said it well uh the the decision point to come to united and leave my former role communicate that to that company where i was scheduled and to be their ceo in a relatively short period to say no there and come here, make the decisions, begin the planning process for what I would say to my new United family and what I would say in my goodbye to my old, and then having my actual physical family with my daughter, you know, our, my firstborn daughter, going through the process of her her marriage, and that that event was obviously a big one in anyone's family. All of those sort of converging at the same time when I'm making this decision. And I think in, in doing the father-daughter speech, I, I may have I, I may have said the word company versus family and, and just because I was in, immersed in so many of those things. But it was a it was an interesting moment because once that that wedding, which was a great success, finished, I began to really focus on the future, and uh, and that's where it took us. Awesome, and and then um, we've got just three more chapters that we, we want to highlight before our last break, and then um, and, and and then we'll wrap up with some final thoughts. But chapter eight, you had shared a story of how you were in the hospital recovering f um, um, f from your heart attack from United employees. You said that rosaries will be said on your behalf. Can you talk about the, because um, 
faith is something also that's important in, in my life. So can you talk kind of talk about briefly um, uh, about how that that Paul that Paul of the those we that those employees were saying for you? Can you talk about how you experienced more peace, closeness to God, and, and how that's good for your health and and. You know, I, admittedly, I'm not an overly pious or religious yeah. person, but faith has always been part of my life, and um, and I believe thoroughly in the healing power of, in this particular case, of prayer and thoughts that were provided for me. Because when you're sitting in those in those rooms in those hospital areas, um, you um, you're lonely and you don't know what's going to happen to you, and there's these waves of of energy that come through you from nowhere. And, and, and it can only, again, it sounds dramatic, but it can only be from the power of human thought and prayer that's coming your way and people well above my capacity to understand. Um, but it made me feel um, significantly better. And in our darkest moments, we tend, uh, I think as Lincoln said, to you know get on our knees and look up because there's nowhere else to think. I, 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 I find it a, a valuable and um, I find it a, a valuable lesson that I have learned that, you know, the power of that many people pulling for me awesome. was a really impactful piece. Awesome. I'm going to come combine a couple of chapters for you to comment on. Chapter 9, come on, those room for you. Chapter 10, the listening tool. And in particular, the chapter 10, you renamed when one of the first... Um, because you, you you had made a list of, 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 of things on on your iPad that you wanted to change about United, and one of those was renaming our headquarters to the to what we now today know it as the CSC, the Corporate Support Center. So, can you talk about the significance of this and why this is important for leaders and for your legacy at United? Yeah, it's it's not as important as our legacy. It's just a reminder that um, our business. And the point of contact with our customers is here at an airport, here at an airplane, here at the, in the terminal. Um, it is not in corporate headquarters. The corporate headquarters are incredibly important uh, and also have to function well. But sometimes the, the sort of pyramid gets switched where, um, and I've seen this at my previous company because I had kind of done a similar thing where, where the, the corporate folks, the headquarters, always has uh, requests, desires, needs, reports, you know, answers they need quickly. Uh, which, for all, for good reason, um, but I, you have to be reminded that the corporate office exists to support the people that are at the ground level, you know, working with our employees and with the, with our customers and our employees. And so, um, sometimes a name change is something is all you need, as opposed to headquarters, which has uh, a slightly imperial feeling to it. Right? It's where the throne is and mm -hmm. where the people make decisions. And then switching around where no, we're here to support them. So it's being available, as you know, in airports. It's a 24 by 7 operation. People work around the clock. Uh, the corporate office needs to sort of adhere and understand that that's what's happening and work through it. So it was just a simple, you know, one of many simple things that can make a difference. But it spoke volumes to the people that were in the field because they felt respected. It's like, ah, I get this, why he's doing that. Awesome. And to kind of wrap up this segment before we take our final, final one minute break and get to some final thoughts, um, I'm going to kind of 
combine a few chapters and was wondering if you could comment on uh, the, uh, chapter 12, 17, and 19 game of how it's locked down and then from what's wrong to what's next. Uh, is, is, like, is, 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 is there any particular story that kind of stands out? Um, I think it begins to talk about the work that we did strategically to take the company and really move it forward because in business you have to not only solve the people and culture issue which we did but also begin to build a business that makes sense that's profitable that uh, that services our, our customers how they need and so uh, the concept of going from from you know from what's wrong to what's next was a, a phrase we used in a in a speech or a letter I wrote very early on because we were we began to make the turn meaning meaning it, for so long it's like oh my god what's wrong what happened with United now it's yeah. like, what's going on and so we were making that transition from everybody saying what's wrong with United to hey what's next for United and which is again on a play of words when you think of United next and the the current aspect of, of what we're working yeah. through that's a, 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 a I don't know it's a direct lineage because I didn't come up with this yeah. last one, but it is a nice sort of synchronicity of efforts and communication. Is there a favorite chapter that you have uh, in the book that you, I'm, and I'm sure our listeners, when, when they pick up a copy of your, your book, they're going to read, um, like we have, preparing, have read through the whole book, but uh, is there a chapter that kind of stands out that you think, I mean, whole, I'm sure listeners will read it from cover to cover, but is there maybe one particular chapter that you want to highlight? You know, it's probably not a chapter, but a, a kind of a through line or a storyline that goes through. I think the foundation for who I am, for all of you that know me uh, in the space and, and have met me and have spent time with me, the human that I am is a direct uh, as, aspect of who, who raised me and my family upbringings, and I talk about you know being an immigrant and, and growing up and, and 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 being part of being led by so many wonderful experiences and examples from humans that I got to know my grandmother, maternal grandmother mm -hmm. in particular. So I think that storyline is, is a for me a particular important story to tell because I've never told it. People think, oh, you know, Oscar did this and he made these decisions and he connected with people. The foundation for me doing that. It wasn't me reading a book or me being so strategically intelligent and smart to do that. It came from how I was raised. It came from my heritage. It came from this maternal grandmother and the people around me. So I think that storyline is probably one of my favorites. Awesome. And uh, I'm going to kind of cue one of our social media managers, um, if they have the, their phone, to um, uh, have you kind of give like a 60-second, one-minute um, oh, like one Instagram wheel roll the elevator pitch on why our listeners should read um, your book. Um, and let's see if I think the camera is well, the camera is rolling. So if um, looking do, directly Jeez, Dan, at the a phone. Lot of pressure here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Action. <laughs> 60 seconds. <laughs> if Kind of why our listeners should read the, the, the book. You know, I, I, if you don't mind, yeah, I, yeah. I will change because I would never, if you know me, would tell someone to here's why you should. Yeah. Um, you've heard a lot over the course of the day for those of you that experienced uh, what happened at United by being employees, uh, for some customers that are out there, you saw the transformation. Um, the storyline is about a really normal human being uh, who comes from normal beginnings like a lot of different people uh, through not just hard work and, and smarts and all that, but through a foundation of people supporting and helping me 
do the right things for so many other, and then being able to connect with folks. It's a human interest story that is something we need nowadays, right? We have an increasingly divided world. And again, this is a story that brings us back together. And so it's an important that it has so many fun stories and so many really dramatic stories about the things that happened while we were here. And, and we've written it in a way that's a, a wonderful story and a narrative. It's not, it's not chapter by chapter. It all weaves throughout. You meet a lot of incredible uh, people that you may or may not know, but we go a little deeper into them. And I, I, think, I tell you, it's, it is more about my failures than my successes. And it isn't about me, although it is about me in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I think it's an enjoyable read. I think you should give it a try. Awesome. Well, I, 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 before, we, before we take that break, I, I want to kind of comment on what you said. You said that when, 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 when a listeners read this book, it's a narrative. And I lo- when we didn't... Um, not the, not the whole book yet, but <laughs> most of, maybe about a, th- a third of the book I, I, I got through, I got that sense that it's a narrative. And what you highlighted about the, about the failures, uh, and I, I, I kind of thought that connection to um, those of us over 6 million Special Olympics athletes, where a lot of our stories is focusing on our challenges, and then when people get to get to know us, they, they see our accomplishments and I think I'm here (laughs) I think that's this is awesome that he's here doing this I I think that's what you highlight and and show through the narrative that focusing on the showing the challenges but then showing how you're able to show leadership and that's what no matter it's in our special needs disability community you know United Family or just any of of our listeners who's listening and when we'll read this book. I loved how, how you kind of captured thank that. You, thank you. They say, they say that, that trust uh, moves at the speed of vulnerability. And I think from business leaders' perspective, uh, it's often forgotten that, mm-hmm. you know, showing a little bit of yourself gives, gets you a lot bad and it builds uh, trust. Awesome. We're going to take one final one-minute break. When we come back, we'll get to some final thoughts and plug where, we'll, where you all can go read the book. Uh, and so Augustus Oscar will be back um, in one minute, so 60 seconds, right here on SpecialQuanticles.com. We'll be right back. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. The easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. At Special Chronicles, we proudly host our weekly podcast with Podbean and highly recommend you use Podbean Podcast Hosting to get started in podcasting today. Sign up for an unlimited hosting plan and get one month free now to get started in podcasting today today, when you visit specialchronicles.com slash podbean. That's specialchronicles.com slash podbean. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard, the easiest way to create professional live streams. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. Interview guests, share your screen, and much more. Stream directly to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Sign up for StreamYard today using our StreamYard referral link when you visit specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. That's specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. Well, as the cap of my waddle um, drops, <laughs> we're back. Our guest is Oscar Munoz. Uh, You're going to ruin this beautiful stage we have. I know. <laughs> At least the water didn't spill. Um, and uh, <laughs> we that's the power of podcasting. We um, sometimes 
don't always pay attention during the break, but hopefully our listeners pay attention to the breaks instead of fast forwarding, which could could happen. Anyways, um, so this is your second time on this on the Special Chronicles show. Can you kind of show uh, any final thoughts on your overall time here today in this um, uh, here today to talking about your book, one of the first of two podcast in, interviews that you have done um, about this book. Any final thoughts? I think very simply, and I think you've heard it throughout the conversation. Oh, oh, I should. Oh, sorry about that. I uh, forgot to unmute your mic. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, you know, my final thoughts on being here and being here with you uh, is out of sheer respect and gratitude. Uh, You were so kind to do and have and host that conversation when I had my going away party Mm -hmm. at the hangar. And it was wonderful to see you in action. Uh, It makes me very proud. And so this is another chapter in my life that's pun intended, um, uh, that is important. And I wanted to be able to share it with you. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, to, get, to get to some, some plugs, I'm going to put a, a, a banner up on the screen. If you're listening to the audio podcast, go check out the video on YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn uh, on Special Chronicles. You can watch the, watch the video and, and actually see us. Um, can you l- let our listeners know how they can follow you on, on LinkedIn, Instagram, where they can buy this book th- that they see behind us, Turn Around Time? Uh, and, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, uh, yes, uh, Oscar Munoz. At Oscar Munoz is I have an Instagram. I have uh, LinkedIn. Uh, both of those places is where I usually populate some things. Uh, the, the book can be bought at any bookstore, uh, virtual or otherwise. Uh, it'll be released on May second, uh, so tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, of your right. contract. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so yeah, thank you. I, I'd love your support. I'd love your uh, reading. But more importantly, when I see you, if I see you anywhere. Uh, I would be, I would be deeply honored if people would ask me to sign the book for them because that would mean the most thing for me. Awesome. So we'll put links in the show notes uh, to ask, to your to your website where people can website, right? can buy can buy the book, and um, we will. I also put a link to that last episode that you will um, were on, and uh, we got one final question before um, before your next <laughs> interview, and and we, we sign off. And uh, to introduce that final question, we're gonna go ahead and roll a bumper. Let's go ahead and we're roll not just bumper. athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters in a rebellion against Someone anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are equality, 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 dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever, and coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. And ever since I attended the 2019 Special Olympics World Games and Abu Dhabi, uh, just a, a few months before I, about six months before I started you, uh, I've been asking all the guests one final question, and so I'll do the same with you, which I asked you, I think the last time you won, I honestly can't keep track of, 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 of all the episodes, um, but this, as you know, inclusion and the inclusion revolution, as a listeners just told in that, in that PSA uh, bumpo, it's a big message in a special Olympics movement inclusion, as you highlighted in 
in this book uh, is important here at our United Family. Can you uh, share with us what does inclusion mean to you? It means a lot of things. Oh, sorry, I keep forgetting to unmute the mic. You know, he, he's talking <laughs> inclusion and he keeps shutting my mic off. <laughs> and, and don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that. Um, you know, the, the word inclusion is such a broad word. It's used so often for so many things. And I think the way I think about it, as opposed to answering the question, is I look at my life, which is chronicled through the book uh, in a lot of, uh, in, a, in a high degree. Uh, Everything about my life has been somebody going out of the way to include me, to guide me, to give me support. And, and that is what has been provided to me. So my duty to care about others comes from the way I've been treated. So inclusion means treating people, treating everyone around me like they're important and that they're part of my family and how I would want to be treated by others. And so I, I don't focus specifically on underrepresented and colors, uh, only because there's a lot of people that do that. Fundamentally, the human value behind inclusion is you've given a really strong hoot about someone else and really wanting to do something for them. So that's what it means to me. And that's how I try to live my life. Awesome, well thank you Oscar for, for taking the time for flying in here to Chicago and, 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 and talking about your book. Yeah, um, these guys that own airplanes, it's yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> we'll, put, uh, we'll, we'll put links to where our listeners can go read your book and thank you for taking the time to come on the Special Thanks. Chronicles show. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and for our listeners, um, keep, um, be sure to keep following the Special Chronicles podcast or if you have not yet, uh, tap that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite shows as new episodes drop weekly. Uh, don't miss our original content that will help you make impactful and inclusive connections in your life through our podcast. And remember to visit our website, specialchronicles.com. That's specialchronicles.com where you can stream archives of 730 episodes, I believe, for free to follow Special Chronicles on social media, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to your video shows. Have a great week, and we'll talk, we'll talk to you next week right here on specialchronicles.com. And until then, remember, good leads the way. Join our inclusion revolution as we're united together in the friendly skies and disabled voices matter. We'll cut you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks, as always, to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always in encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.